Chapter Six of Viking Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elizabeth Serenka. Viking Tales by Jenny Hall. Chapter Six. Harold is King. Now when Harold was ten years old, his father, King Halfdan, died. An old book that tells about Harold says that then he was the biggest of all men, the strongest and the fairest to look upon. That about a boy ten years old! But boys grew fast in those days, for they were out of doors all the time, running, swimming, leaping on skis, and hunting in the forest. All that makes big manly boys. So now King Halfdan was dead and buried, and Harold was to be king. But first he must drink his father's funeral ale. "'Take down the gay tapestries that hang in the feast hall,' he said to the thralls. "'Put up black and gray ones. Strew the floor with pine branches. Brew twenty tubs of fresh ale and mead. Scour every dish until it shines.' Then Harold sent messengers all over that country to his kinsmen and friends. Bid them come in three months' time to drink my father's funeral ale, he said. Tell them that no one shall go away empty-handed. So in three months men came riding up at every hour. Some came in boats, but many had ridden far through mountains, swimming rivers, for there were few roads or bridges in Norway. On account of the hard ride, no women came to the feast. At nine o'clock in the night, the feast began. The men came walking in at the west end of the hall. The great bonfires down the middle of the room were flashing light on everything. The clean smell of this wood smoke and of the pine branches on the floor was pleasant to the guests. Down each side of the hall stretched long, backless benches, with room for three hundred men. In the middle of each side rose the high seat, a great carved chair on a platform. All along behind the benches were the black and gray draperies. Here hung the shields of the guest, for every man, when he was given his place, turned and hung his shield behind him and set his tall spear by it. So on each wall there was a long row of gay shields, red and green and yellow, and all shining with gold or bronze trimmings. And higher up there was another row of gleaming spear points. Above the hall the rafters were carved and gaily painted, so that dragons seemed to be crawling across or eagles seemed to be swooping down. The guests walked in, laughing and talking with their big voices so that the rafters rang. They made the hall look all the brighter with their clothes of scarlet and blue and green, with their flashing golden bracelets and headbands and sword scabbards, with their flying hair of red or yellow. Across the east end of the hall was a bench. When the men were all in, the queen, Harold's mother, and the women who lived with her, walked in through the east door and sat upon this bench. Then thralls came running in and set up the long tables before the benches. Other thralls ran in with large steaming kettles of meat. They put big pieces of this meat into platters of wood and set it before the men. 
they had a few dishes of silver. These they put before the guests at the middle of the tables, for the great people sat here near the high seats. When the meat came, the talking stopped, for Norsemen ate only twice a day, and these men had had long rides and were hungry. Three or four persons ate from one platter and drank from the same big bowl of milk. They had no forks, so they ate from their fingers and threw the bones under the table among the pine branches. Sometimes they took knives from their belt to cut the meat. When his guests sat back satisfied, Harold called to the thralls, Carry out the tables! So they did, and brought in two great tubs of mead, and set one at each end of the hall. Then the queen stood up and called some of her women. They went to the mead tubs. They took the horns when the thralls had filled them, and carried them to the men with some merry word. Perhaps one woman said this as she handed a man his horn. This horn has no feet to be set upon. You must drink it at one draught. Perhaps another said, Meat loves a merry face. The women were beautiful, moving about the hall. The queen wore a trailing dress of blue velvet with long, flowing sleeves. She had a short apron of striped Arabian silk with gold fringe along the bottom. From her shoulders hung a long train of scarlet wool embroidered in gold. White linen covered her head. Her long yellow hair was pulled around at the sides and over her breast and was fastened under the belt of her apron. As she walked, her train made a pleasant rustle among the pine branches. She was tall and straight and strong. Some of her younger women wore no linen on their heads, and they had their white arms bare, with bracelets shining on them. They too were tall and strong. All the time men were calling across the fire to one another, asking news or telling jokes and laughing. I vow that I will grind my father's foes under my heel. An old man, Harold's uncle, sat in the high seat on the north side. That was the place of honor. But the high seat on the south side was empty, for that was the king's seat. Harold sat on the steps before it. The feast went merrily until long after midnight. Then the thralls took some of the guests to the guest house to sleep and some to the beds around the sides of the feast hall. But some men lay down on the benches and drew their cloaks over themselves. On the next night there was another feast. Still Harold sat on the step before the high seat. But when the tables were gone and the horns were going around, he stood up and raised high a horn of ale and said loudly, This horn of memory I drink in honor of my father, Halfdan, son of Gulrol, who sits now in Valhalla, and I vow that I will grind my father's foes under my heel. Then he drank the ale and sat down in the king's high seat while all the men stood up and raised their horns and shouted, King Harold! And some cried, That was a brave vow! And Harold's uncle called out, A health to King Harold! And they all drank it. Then a man stood up and said, Hear my song of King Halfdan, for this man was a skald. Yes, the song, shouted the men, and Harold nodded his head. So the skald took down his great harp from the wall behind him, 
and went and stood before Harold. The bottom of the harp rested on the floor, but the top reached as high as the skull's shoulders. The brass frame shone in the light. The strings were some of gold and some of silver. The man struck them with his hand and sang of King Helfdan, of his battles, and of his strong arm and good sword, of his death and how men loved him. When he had finished, King Harold took a bracelet from his arm and gave it to him, saying, Take this as thanks for your good song. The guests stayed the next day, and at night there was another feast. When the mead horns were going around, King Harold stood up and spoke. I said that no man should go away empty-handed from drinking my father's funeral ale. He beckoned the thralls, and they brought in a great treasure chest, and set it down by the high seat. King Harold opened it and took out rich gifts, capes and sword belts, and beautiful cloth and bracelets and gold cloak pins. These he sent about the hall and gave something to every man. The guests wondered at the richness of his gifts. This young king has an open hand, they said, and deep treasure chests. After breakfast the next morning, the guests went out and stood by their horses, ready to go. But before they mounted, thralls brought a horn of mead to each man. That was called the stirrup horn, because after they drank it, men put their feet to the stirrups and sprang upon their horses and started. King Harold and his people rode a little way with them. All men said that that was the richest funeral feast that ever was held. End of chapter 8 Recording by Elizabeth Saranka.